Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Okay, my love, I have put everything that I offer for free on one page so that we are not doing more work than we have to because why would we do that? Hashtag work smarter, not harder. So livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. You are going to find everything I've created for not only leveling up in your personal life and building a life that you love, but leveling up in your business life and building a business that you love. Okay livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. Love you. Hello, my darling listener. We have got Laura Valvasori with us, who is a marketing foundation strategist and mentor for entrepreneurs. So she is not only going to help you like not lose your mind, she's going to help you get paid, (laughs) which is the whole point of a business. And I love talking entrepreneurship so much because entrepreneurs are just like insane. Like you have to be right to start a business because if you knew what you were getting into, you wouldn't do it. So (laughs) Laura is going to help us walk through like things to do to make the process less drinking from a fire hose and more sipping coffee on a morning talking to a friend. So hello, Laura. How are you? I'm well, thank you. That's a great analogy. Oh, thank you. Sometimes my brain comes up with really good ones. Although yesterday I was with, um, I was with a client for therapy and they were like, you know, what should I do about this thing? And I was like, Oh, I was like, listen, what is going to come out of my brain is very spicy, like ghost pepper level. And I was like, I need, let me filter it to jalapeno because I think I'm going to hurt your feelings. (laughs) So sometimes we're on point. And sometimes my brain is like, Oh, I'm about to hurt your feelings. (laughs) So how did you get into, into, Like walk us through the journey. I always think people's like little winding road to where they are now is so fascinating and it's never linear. And I love for our like beautiful listeners to be like, oh, okay, it it is never linear. So it makes sense that mine isn't either. So how did we get here? Absolutely. So I spent most of my career in marketing for professional services firms. So I worked for law firms and accounting Hmm. firms. And in marketing roles, and I spent about 15 years doing that. And a lot of the time, I felt like there was something more for me, and I just didn't Mm. quite know what it was. And I have two children. And after the birth of my second child, my essay children, my daughter just went off to university last weekend, and my son has just started grade 10. So they're much older now. But at that time, they were young. And after I went back to work, after my second child, I was really struggling with the commute. I live in Oakville, Ontario, and I was commuting to downtown Toronto. They were in two different daycares. I was excelling. Yeah, it was a lot. And I was excelling in my career in that I was being recognized for my achievements and I was being groomed for promotions to the next level. And I was feeling like I was getting disconnected from what I really like to do Hmm. and feeling more and more like I was out of alignment with what I was meant to be doing. 
Yes. And it was terrifying because at that time, I didn't know anything other than corporate life. I didn't have any friends that were entrepreneurs. I didn't know this whole world existed. And it was very scary to think of leaving a secure job where I was well recognized and respected to try something different. And at that time, in the role that I was in, I was marketing to private companies. So I was getting to speak with um, presidents and CEOs of a lot of private companies, and they Mm -hmm. would learn that I did marketing and they would say, oh, well, we kind of, we do marketing. And when they started talking about it, I realized that often they had someone doing it off the side of their desk. Yeah. They didn't, they just didn't have a skill set. Yeah. (laughs) don't actually do marketing, but like, yeah. (laughs) We're an engineering firm, but Joe also does our marketing. So (laughs) it feels like Joe from engineering is doing marketing. So I started to see that there was a need for someone who could look at the big picture Mm -hmm. of a company's marketing and help them with the big picture vision and then actually getting into action to do the things they needed to do and gap identification like yeah yeah. there was an there was an inkling and I kept coming back to it but I was too afraid to make Mm. the leap how long did you have the inkling before you stepped into it it was probably about a year yeah that's actually like I thought you were going to say much longer yeah I, I felt I think I felt longer that there was something else, but really thinking about leaving to go out and start something on my own probably percolated for about a year and was a very anxiety laden time (laughs) for me. And uh, I'm sure that a lot of listeners can identify with that feeling of being on the fence of making a decision. And then I had a conversation that really was the catalyst for me to make the decision. I had been in a meeting with uh, a group of senior people and we were talking about how we were going to use some funding that we were just allocated. Mm -hmm. And I was really excited because I thought we were going to get to do some research for our clients and we'd have better marketing intel Mm -hmm. to be able to be more effective. And instead they decided they wanted to use the money for some internal research to see how the marketing department was doing. And I just felt like it was such a misuse of, the money like it was a political kind of decision I was right really, I was really frustrated and I tried to suggest that it was maybe better to use it in ter- for external research and yeah. I was kind of shut down and when I left that meeting my boss could see I was frustrated he said let's grab a coffee and uh you know let's you know let's you know, I can see you're frustrated let's grab yeah. a coffee so he sat down and he said to me and I will never forget this moment he said do you know what your problem is and I said, what? And he said, you care too much. And I was like, what? what? He's like, just let it roll off your back. Why does it matter if they decide to do this or that? I just, you know, do your, uh, do your thing and go home with your family. And I thought, uh, I what want a death to sentence. care. <laughs> like, I want to care. What? Right. And I want to feel like I'm doing work that's making a difference and having an impact. Uh, and it just felt like such a misalignment of values as I was being groomed for this kind of next level, I was yeah. starting to lose a sense of authenticity. Where you have to care less. And then I was like, oh, what? And I I want to do something that really makes a difference. Yeah. So I came home and there was lots of tears that night yeah. and discussions with my husband. And 
um, at the end of it, he said, I was, I'm very fortunate to have a spouse that also has an income and he's very, very supportive and said, well, what's, you know, the worst that can happen is you try it and you don't like it and you get a job or you don't get clients. You're obviously very employable and then you'll get another <laughs> job because this is not working. Oh. Obviously this isn't working. So I, I resigned the next day without uh, knowing oh. exactly what I was going to do. And yeah. serendipity took over after that. Well, <laughs> serendipity, alignment, manifestation, like all of those things. Right. And I, I, I just want to highlight a couple of things that you did in your husband's response, because what a, what a doll of a human being. Like, yeah, he is. Me just he, is a my, he is my guru. Yeah. <laughs> just literally we love him. Um, yeah. I don't even know him, but I love him. So a couple things that you like did, right? You were very good at what you did. You started identifying gaps. Like I think when a lot of people think of starting a business or doing a new product or like, you know, what else do I want to do? They're like, oh, what would be fun? And they try and like analyze a gap without talking to people. <laughs> Oh, that's so huge. <laughs> Which yes. makes no sense, right? Instead of going to the people who you're like, huh, like, I wonder if they would use this service and talking to them and saying, I'm not the expert in you. You are. What do you need? What's working for you? What's not working for you? What would you love to have, but you don't think is possible? And the more humans you can talk to in that space, the more brains are going to start seeing patterns and going, oh, Joe from engineering is doing their marketing. Joe from engineering don't know shit about marketing. <laughs> he knows right, about right. engineering. But people don't know that, right? Because they think, oh, oh, marketing is just, you know, telling people that we exist or whatever. Like people don't don't understand. They don't have that knowledge base. So like one, you were you just started talking to people and you're like, huh, that's so funny. Like there's a gap here. And I think that's a lot of the time the seeds that get planted is like, oh, like they really they really don't know. And then I think the other beautiful thing that you did was you molded around for about a year. So sometimes people take too long. Sometimes people don't take long enough. But I think everyone gets to a point where you're just like, it's kind of like a flip switches or a switch flips, whatever the word is, <laughs> um, where your soul is just like, Ugh. 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 Yeah. Now. yeah. Right. Cause you felt, you were like, no. yeah. And like, I just, it's like, I, it's almost like it reaches a breaking point. Like I yeah. just cannot be in this feeling cannot anymore. This and, not uh, yeah. yeah. And I, I think I love, I love this story that you had because I think the pivotal moment is listening to that piece. Like people are never ready until they're ready. And you weren't ready until, until that supervisor said, well, you just have to not care at all. And it's like, what a sad way to live your life when that doesn't have to be your option. Like you could have done entrepreneurship or you could have done, you could have found another agency where like everybody does care and they are creative and they are on it. Like, um, so, so I want people to hear also that like entrepreneurship isn't the only option. Like there are other jobs out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not everybody's fit to be an entrepreneur. Like, can anyone do it? Yes. Theoretically in reality, probably not. <laughs> no, it's very hard. Um, yeah. It's, and to be fair, yeah. like I, my job was great. I had a lot of great support. Sure. Um, it's not that it was an awful um, position or I was treated poorly. I was just feeling myself moving further away from who yeah. I felt I was. It just wasn't. Right and it just wasn't feeling right anymore. And when you talk about talking to people, 
I did something out of the be- at the beginning, right after I gave my resignation, I decided to do something I called my 50 cups of coffee project. And I identified 50 people that were either people that could be potential clients, like you talked about, could be potential vendors or mm-hmm. um, sources of referrals and people that had started their own business. And I started reaching out to people through LinkedIn, through emails I had, and I asked them for 30 minutes of their time for me to just ask them some questions. So I shared with them what I was doing. I drank a lot of coffee in three weeks. I hit almost every person on that list in three weeks. Like every morning, I was like double coffees, a lunch, (laughs) after work drink. Like I hit it all or phone calls and um, it wasn't always Zoom at that time. I learned so much. And I was just very transparent with people saying, I feel like I think there's this need in the market. I think I'm going to take a little break. And then in the fall, I'm going to start. I think I'm going to start something in this area. What are your thoughts? I learned Mm -hmm. so much about what people would need. I learned um, people connected me to other people to talk to. I love Um, They sent me to resources. It's like this world started to open up that I didn't Mm -hmm. even know exists. Like, oh, there's freelancer websites where you can have people yeah. help you do that's yeah. next I have no idea everything yeah so I always encourage new entrepreneurs to do that because it's easy to to resign and then to get into your head about thinking about all of this business you're going to create and everything but you're not actually talking to people about it <laughs> and the more you open up and start talking the more connections you make mm-hmm. the more is going to continue to open up oh I Okay, you just blew my mind a little, and that doesn't happen very often, but like <laughs> that 50 cups of coffee challenge is brilliant. Now, if I drank 50 cups of coffee in three weeks, I think it, my sister yeah. would die, but <laughs> it is a brilliant thing. And you're so right. Like what I have found in the entrepreneur space, if you're talking to the right people, some people are very scarcity mindset. They're very like, oh no, you're a competition. Like those are not the people to talk to because they're not going to have any value for you except to train you that they're not the people to talk to. So just avoid those people. Um, but the people who were like, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're very naturally handing you off to other people. So anyone who has like an abundance mindset is going to say, oh my God, yeah, that's so great. Like you should talk to this person and you should talk to this person. And then like, you're right. Your network just grows and grows and grows. And you progressively find people where you're like, oh my God, you're doing amazing things and they want to help. Like, I think most people really at the end of the day, like they want to help. Again, not people who have scarcity mindset. Like they can, they can jump off a cliff as far as I'm concerned, but like (laughs) metaphorically. Um, But there are so, so, so many people who want to help and just reaching out and saying like, Hey, this is an idea. Like, do you have time? Most people will make time for that. Like nobody... Nobody yeah. said, not a single person said no to me. Wow. Everyone was open right. to a conversation, probably a little out of curiosity, like, what is this <laughs> chick doing? <laughs> um, the other, the point you made too about getting around people with the right mindset. The mm-hmm. other thing that's important is to start finding your communities of other business owners early on, because yeah. as much as your friends and family will want to support you and they love you dearly, <laughs> if they haven't been through the experience, they don't have um they, they're not going to understand what you're going through right so finding local networking mm-hmm. groups there's tons of things online I joined mm-hmm. a group early on where I knew that it was going to help support me it was a, 
a group of a networking group for women. I knew it was going to support me in helping find vendors and other mm -hmm. people that I could work with. Sure. And at that time, that's what I needed. Mm -hmm. And also to develop my confidence. And then at some point, I felt like I outgrew that organization and I moved on to another organization yeah. and I joined different things. But finding your people and your community early on is so key. Is that one of the frameworks that you use? Um, so, well, maybe two questions. Why does my brain give me two all the time? I don't know, but here we are. So you are an author. I am now an author, yes. Congratulations. I'm so jealous. It is precious. It is one of my dreams. Um, so I would love to talk about the frameworks and if community is one of those frameworks. And how did you and your husband adjust to you being an entrepreneur? Does Is he an entrepreneur as well? No. Okay. So that, I think a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs, something I find is their partners, if they have always been an employee, need a lot of support and education along this journey because entrepreneurship is so, so different from being an employee. And often the partner is like, I don't understand what, what this shift is happening. Like, and I think too, because entrepreneurship is one of the biggest vehicles for personal growth that I've ever mm -hmm. found. Yeah. Like you want to come to terms with all of the ish that's been holding you back, like a high start of business, right. <laughs> like everything Absolutely. that you're terrified of and all your mindset blocks, it'll happen. Um, mm. So a lot of the times the partner who starts a business grows a lot in a pretty short amount of time. And their partner, like it causes friction in the relationship, right? Because relationships hold a certain balance and equilibrium. Mm -hmm. So you can start with whichever one you want. Um, how did you and your partner manage that? And well, maybe we'll do the book after. So how did you and your partner like manage that uh, transition? So he's employed, but he is a remote worker. He's worked at home. Oh, nice. like he's, he's been a work at home guy for 25 years, like since oh, before it was a cool thing to do. <laughs> yeah. So for me, the adjustment was uh, more about physically being in the space together. Mm -hmm. That was one thing yeah. we quickly recognized. Um, he has an office in the house. So one of the bedrooms upstairs is an office. And I started working out of the corner of the bedroom or at the kitchen table and yeah. quickly realized that that was not going to be a sustainable solution. <laughs> and someone made a joke about kicking me out to the off or kicking me out to the shed. And we had a little backyard like, shed. And gosh. then we thought, well, actually, <laughs> maybe. And he's very handy. So we converted the shed into an office. That's where I'm sitting right now. And oh, in my that. she shed before it became a popular thing yeah. uh, in the pandemic. So I've been in this office for nine years. And that was a huge um, shift from like, that was a yeah. big shift. So that was good once we got the space sorted out. The other thing is I always talk about, like there's an adjustment in what your days look like as an mm -hmm. entrepreneur. Yeah. So sometimes you're, um, it, it looks like you're not doing much because you're figuring things out and you're trying to understand what's happening and you're meeting people, but not much is kind of happening because there's so much planting of seeds. Mm -hmm. And then other times you're head down for me. I'm like head down in my office, yeah. like a crazy person. Nothing exists. And he's like, and the I'm feeling like the family doesn't even exist. Yeah. And that's like, that's a shift that mm -hmm. I, learned early on to talk to my husband and my kids um to explain to them when I was in a period where I was like going into work yeah and because there's ebbs and flows and the more you communicate with 
your family or your partner or people you live with about what's happening, it's easier to manage the transition. Like right now I'm in the period of the last couple of weeks of my book launch. And I'm like, I need support for dinners. I am not, <laughs> I am not doing this. We are this, not this mommy dinners. right now. We are not wiping. You're all good. <laughs> you're all going to feel neglected for a couple of weeks. But just so you know, you're all big enough to take care of yourselves right now. You're all um, basically yeah. Exit. Yeah, you're all basically adults. So a lot of it comes down to communication. My partner has always been supportive, like beyond supportive. So I'm very, very fortunate of that mm -hmm. for that. And whenever I've had doubts myself, he's the one that has brought me back. He seems very me. level. Like, well, the worst he's very level. He's very, we always laugh that he's, we always joke that I do all the personal developments and read the self-help books and he's already highly evolved. <laughs> he says, without reading the story there. Yeah. So, so nice. Yeah, though, so like, I'm very fortunate. It, and that, that matters so much. Like I always tell people, one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make is your partner. One of the biggest, like, um, course of your life decisions that you ever make is your partner and like it is hard as a partner to have like your part I mean it's a total shift work schedule life personal development like it really is a shift so to have a partner who's like this is good and this is good and this is good like just kind of whether it's good throughout is like mm -hmm. so 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 invaluable and the shifts were there's a lot of positive shifts as well mm -hmm. at the beginning oh, so yeah. without without doing the commute and without my kids were still in daycare, yeah. um, but without doing the commute and without all like a lot of the rigor moral that was happening to get downtown and be dressed up in a suit and all of that stuff, mm -hmm. there was a ton of time back and it just brought yeah. a level of calmness mm. in our house more than I'd had previously. Yeah. It just sort of took things down a notch. Mm. So what were some of the other like big shifts that you found? So obviously more time. What were some of the other shifts that you found? And yeah, let, yeah, let's go there. Uh, there's shifts around, I don't think I realized this at the time, but knowing what I know now and looking back, mm -hmm. there's a really big shift in your self-image that happens when you transition from yeah. being an employee to an entrepreneur. And if you spend time intentionally thinking about who you are becoming, mm -hmm it will support you in that transition. So when yeah. I say self-image, there's the world, there's the image that the world sees of you mm -hmm. with their five senses. And there's the internal image you have of yourself, of how you see yourself, of how you, oh, you are internally good. think about yourself. <laughs> so with, when you when you hear your little voice inside saying like, well, I'm just not the kind of person that mm -hmm. does X or I just always da da da. Right. Those are your internal reflections of who you believe that you are. So, if you start a business and you're thinking about, well, I know I'm going to have to do some business development. I know I'm going to have to talk to people, but mm -hmm. I'm just kind of a shy person. I'm just shy, and I'm not. I'm not yep. good at reaching out to people. It's going to be very difficult for you mm -hmm. to take the action. So if you start thinking about who do I, who do I need to show up as to be the owner of this business successfully, uh, yes. I need to feel calm and comfortable reaching out to people that I know that I can help. That's an example awesome. of something you yeah. can start telling yourself. And the more you can build the self image mm -hmm. and in the book, I take you through an exercise on how to write what we call a self image script. So who, mm -hmm. who you are as a business owner 
and you write that out every morning and you repeat it to yourself and you start to ingrain, you start to, it starts to be infused into your subconscious minds and shift your belief in who you are. So instead of being that shy person, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I'm comfortable talking to everyone. The yeah. more you say that to yourself, the more you write that to yourself, mm-hmm. the more you do little things to take action mm-hmm. to demonstrate that to yourself. All of a sudden, one day you're like, oh, I'm cool to reach out to whoever. Yeah. Like, that's just who I am. Yeah. So there's a lot of beliefs that you have as an employee that can hold you back like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not just, I'm just not, I'm mm-hmm. going to avoid and as a person right not just necessarily like yes i'm i could never sell something or like beliefs that you have about selling or about marketing or about your skill set like things people again like if you want to identify every unhelpful thought you've ever had start a business (laughs) that's how it comes up so in therapy world we call that thought and belief challenging so I yes. call them dirty diaper thoughts. Like if <laughs> that's the term yep. that my, I'm currently using, it's like, if that's a dirty diaper thought. If I hand you a dirty diaper, you're not going to eat it, right? You're not going to be like, oh my God, this is the, this is, yes, yes, please hand me this. I would love to eat it. Like that's not going to happen. You're going to go, this is trash and we're going to throw it away. And like, we can do that with thoughts. But we do have to replace them, which is the second step to yours. Like you have to replace the thought to something that is more helpful. Whatever helps you get what you want is actually the more helpful belief. Like, yeah, you may be shy, but that doesn't mean that you can't be good at talking to people. They're not um, they're not correlated. You can be shy and good at talking to people. You can be an introvert and run a very successful person centered business. Like, absolutely. I'm an introvert and I'm a therapist. Like my entire business is person centered, mm-hmm. but I'm an introvert. Like it can be both. And so, yeah, like developing new thoughts, showing up as if, and eventually you become that person. Like if you start speaking Spanish, eventually you become somebody who speaks Spanish. Yes. we love. Okay. What else? What else you got? Yeah. I'm just trying to think. There's so much, there's so much. <laughs> Buy the book to um, find the rest. But yes, what else there's, we got? there's, there's also a big difference in how you're validated. Ooh. So as an employee, you are given work to do. That's a mm-hmm. whole other thing to talk about. You're given work <laughs> to do and you're evaluated you're by, by titles and paychecks and raises and feedback and all mm-hmm. of those things. None of that exists in this new world. It's you yeah. and you. So you need to become your own drill sergeant and cheerleader. And the more you can recognize the little wins that you're having, because at the beginning, you're probably going to, it's very likely, a lot of people feel like, I'm doing all this stuff and maybe I'm putting out some social posts. I'm talking, and they're like, it's not not happening. It's planting Mm -hmm. of seeds. The seeds Mm -hmm. have to be planted for you to develop, for them to, and they need time to gestate, to develop into the business. Right. So it can be easy to feel like you're not getting anywhere. So recognizing the small wins, celebrating mm-hmm. yourself for those little things, keeping a little journal of when yeah. good things are happening. It's just going to keep your mind focused on the positive side, the good things happening. And energetically, that helps you attract more good things. If you yeah. keep your mind in the place of openness and appreciation yeah. and gratitude. My business mentor um, that I'm working with right now is like so embodied. So fat. I'm like, oh my God, goals. Um, she does a, like monthly milestones. So every month yep. she's like, what's your milestones? And it's so 
like encouraging to look back at the month or the week or the day. Like people can do it via, you know, whatever timeline they really want and be like, oh, all this shit happened. And it was yeah. awesome. Like, cause you forget, well, I forget by the end of the month, I'm like, I've done nothing this month. And it's like, I onboarded two new therapists last month and I'm like, oh, I did nothing like Amanda. Yeah. I just did a, a, a similar exercise uh, mm -hmm. in the mindset coaching group that I'm a part of. Mm -hmm. We did a similar exercise of looking back on our summers. So going through yeah. your camera roll, going back to like June 1st in your camera roll and looking at all the things and pulling out a few photos and writing a little reflection. And it's amazing how many things I completely forgot happened. Oh yeah, that happened this summer. Yeah. And oh yeah, we did that. And oh my goodness, the kids did that. Yeah. You just forget because yeah. life moves on. So, and it was a really beautiful experience to reflect mm -hmm. back on those and think, wow, we had an incredible yeah. summer. When if someone asked me, I would have been like, yeah, it was good. It you know went by. Yes, and, <laughs> and then I had a completely different perspective yeah. on it. So it does make a difference. Yeah. And that really trains the brain. Um, not confirmation bias. There's a term for it. Like whatever you look for, you're going to find. Right. So if you look for you're not there yet and other people are there and I'll never hit it and this isn't working, like you're going to find evidence to fit that. But if you are Absolutely. looking for I am doing well, this is progress. This seed has started to to grow like you don't plant a seed and then dig it up every day and say grow mother heifer like you know what you do you, exactly you trust exactly. it to grow so you say oh like i i watered this seed every day i really took care of it like you're going your brains look for evidence that we look for like that that actually is confirmation bias that's what i think i was going with um what you look for you're going to find so if you look for encouragement if you look for progress if you look for people who can help you a community you're going to find those people. It's just a matter of time. So, oh, heck yeah. How long have you been in business for yourself? It has been nine years now. Oh, wow. Yeah, nine okay. years, which which was part of what led me to write this book. I was, mm -hmm. I had put a post on LinkedIn that was a picture that I took the day that I finished my job. And it was like a picture of a Cosmo saying like, I, you know, I've left, I'm celebrating my last day or something. Yeah. And reflecting on how much had happened in the nine years. And when I shared the post, I was blown away by how many people responded and sent me personal notes. I'm like, wow, oh. it's inspiring that you feel. And I was like, well, it's just a little, my business, like, it's not a big deal. It's just a and little thing, yeah. I started to recognize that I have done something that a lot of people want to do. Mm -hmm. And I have learned a ton in the process of doing and it. Well. And, and done it without you. ruining your life. <laughs> yeah, and done it in a way that feels right for me. Mm -hmm. I don't have a multi-million dollar business, and I am totally cool with that. Yeah. Do I want to keep building and growing my business? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But it's about more than that for me. It's been about being able to be around to see my kids grow up. Yeah. They have grown up their whole lives that they really re remember. Mm -hmm. with me being around with mom yeah I've not had to ask permission to someone to go to a school thing um well you I've asked your boss and your boss always says yeah <laughs> my boss I got a good boss yeah I tell everyone I'm like my boss is the best anytime I want to take vacation she's like yeah bitch get out of here yeah and there's the work that I've done has been so gratifying I've had mm -hmm. so many projects that I have been able to make a real difference in a company and that feels incredible yeah. So, awesome. yeah. So that's when that, when I saw the response to that post and around that time, 
I've always said I wanted to write a book. Mm -hmm. I've always said there's a book in me. I just don't know what it's about. And I started to get little signs from the universe that Mm -hmm. it might be the time to write a book. And I was getting, people were saying that to me and I was having emails randomly come and things were showing up. Like all these things started showing up about book writing. And like, (laughs) I hear, but I don't know what the book's about. And then one day it just dawned on me. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe it's not a someday thing. Maybe, maybe this is the book that I meant to write because Mm -hmm. there's so many people who are not going back to their corporate jobs after the pandemic. They've realized much like I did that they want a different way of life. Mm -hmm. They want to do something that is really meaningful. And there's a massive increase of people. So I was like, well, this might be the time I have this knowledge. And then I also reached out to over 30 women and interviewed them and had input from different women. And there's little entrepreneurial. Challenge. <clears throat> yeah. So there's little entrepreneur insights in the that. book as well. There's little box outs with their wisdom and what they wish they knew or what they'd share mm-hmm. with a new employee yeah. or a new entrepreneur. So yeah. And that started the train rolling. I made the decision much like leaving the job and making the decision. I believe that starts to align the right resources ideas people and then I started figuring out how well how do I write a book and that became you know it just unfolded from there I think one of the like most magical things about people who are doing well and are actually happy because a lot of people are Mm -hmm. successful by certain Mm -hmm. metrics but they're very very unhappy is that they are so in alignment with what they want like they're just not doing things that are not for them and it's so easy to get caught up in like vanity metrics and how much money you make and you know because there's always more right there's always the next thing there's always the next level but like to be able to say like this is for me and I'm going to follow it and this is not for me so I'm not going to follow it but this feels right versus this looks right I think is one of like the biggest secrets that I see in happiness and it's something that I teach a lot is embodiment so like I can't tell you I mean almost every single one of my clients are so disconnected from their body and so they're making all these choices that are out of alignment with their life and they're like I'm not happy I don't like my life I don't find any joy and I'm like well you don't actually feel anything so that's the problem let's start there <laughs> right let's start there and then let's start making decisions that you're like oh think this would be I've never found those to be wrong and I think like you can attest to that when you get something like a download a thought of hey that feels like it would be cool it's never the wrong decision like they're the things that are on your heart are on your heart for a reason we just take a little while to be like okay yeah let me follow that or this isn't the right time right now and so the right time shows up right but to follow the things on your heart like I have never ever ever found that to be wrong. I've worked with hundreds of clients. I've never Mm -hmm. found it to be wrong for them. Like they're there for a reason. And I wonder if that's one of like the main threads that you saw when you talked to all those entrepreneurs was they're like, those nudges are there for a reason. Like they're not a mistake. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And in the title of the book, the subtitle is cultivating your mindset and habits to thrive as an entrepreneur. And I spent so much time on that subtitle. Excuse me. (laughs) Because I, I I kept trying to get the right word. Like, what is mm-hmm. the, it's not success because I'm not trying to measure it in mm. 
if you're measuring success in dollars, I am not the most successful entrepreneur you're going to meet. Right. If you're measuring it in, do I believe that I'm living a life that I'm thriving in? Mm. Absolutely. Mm. And I'm just going to read in the book. I describe what I, this little section that said, what yeah. does thrive? What does thriving mean to you? Mm. In the subtitle of this book, I use the phrase, become a thriving entrepreneur. I invite you to take some time to reflect on what thriving means to you. When the, when you end the day feeling satisfied and fulfilled, like your cup is full and your energy has been spent in a good way, think back and ask yourself what happened to put you in that place. How did you spend your day? What words would you use to describe the feeling of thriving? Everyone has their own definition of thriving. Decide on yours so you can recognize the feeling that you're working towards creating in your life. Mm. So that's what it's about for me. And I believe that by being a thriving entrepreneur, you're then able to create a thriving business because your business is an extension of you. Mm -hmm. It's an extension of you. It's an expression of you. Yep. Whether you have employees or you're a solo entrepreneur or yep. you're online or you're, whatever it is, it's coming from your imagination. Mm -hmm. You're creating the idea for the business and you're bringing it into form in the world. So, so good. Yeah. So that's really what it's about. Mm -hmm in my world is if you're thriving and you're feeling good, yeah. you're attracting the right people, you're attracting the mm -hmm. right opportunities. It's going to all flow so much mm -hmm. more smoothly than if you try to push and force mm -hmm. your way through it. Yeah. Like the really alignment, what I have seen is the boiler. That's not the right word. What's it called when it removes friction? Lube? Alignment is the lube. <laughs> <laughs> alignment is Same. lube. That yeah. makes it like easier, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. All right, we'll go with that analogy. Um, I I wonder if you see this in the business mentees that you have because I see this all the time when people start making decisions that are in alignment. Something I hear without fail. Okay, and again, I have hundreds of people. They say things just start happening. Things just started falling into place. It's really weird. And I'm like, welcome to alignment, bitch. Yes. This is like, yep. life is about to get so much more fun. And I wonder if you see that too, because I can tell you like without fail, I have seen it in every single client who really does the process. Some people quit early. Some people, you know, leave whatever, like they're not going to experience it because there's more work to do. But for people who do the process and they start really being in alignment with their life, things happen for them. Do you see that as well? Well, I've seen that in my own experience over yeah. and over again. And at the beginning of my business, uh, in the last couple of years, I've spent a lot of time um, studying mindset and mm -hmm. doing a lot of personal development. And it has changed a lot about me and how mm -hmm. I, I would have never written this book if I hadn't done this work. I would not be speaking to you on a podcast if I hadn't done this work. And you had to do that. So do I had to do that to get to this place. Mm -hmm. And I am a planner. I'm a type A achiever kind of person. <laughs> I, I say that I'm a former analytical minded, logical person <laughs> because Nothing. it has shifted so much for me. I still mm -hmm. use that part of my brain and that's part of, of what I work with my clients on mm -hmm. um, or what I a value I bring to my clients. But the way I 
operate my business, live my life is so different in the way that I allow things to come. And I understand the connection between me feeling good and aligned and mm-hmm. things just happening. Yeah. Um, the, when I started, again, looking back, I didn't realize this at the time, but mm-hmm. I quit my job and then I decided I was going to take off the summer and I was going to enjoy the summer. And then like in September, I was going to start my business. Yeah. And because it was like end of end of April when I left. Well, and, and your kids would have been out of school for the summer. Do you guys? Have yeah. I'm like the kids are out and I'm going to yeah. enjoy the summer and, nice. and I'm going to hunker down. I'm going to kind of start planning a little and thinking about what I'm going to do. But this is, and at that time I was quite exhausted burnt out like I was I was like I just need to reset recharge and that's gonna be my focus for a couple months enjoy my kids and then I'll start Mm -hmm. so I'd spent a few weeks going for walks going to yoga every day having lunch with my girlfriends I was like this is the best I slept (laughs) I like was just recharging my battery and I was walking I was like oh I feel so good I haven't felt this good in years and And I got a phone call from a former partner at the accounting firm I used to work at. And he said, I'm working with a client and they need help with marketing. And I think you'd be a great fit. And I said, I am not a business at the moment. I'm not ready. And they're in the steel construction industry. Cool. Like, what do I know about steel construction? I'm not a business. I don't know. So he, after some convincing, he said, well, just have lunch with them. Just have lunch with them. So I'm like, oh, okay. So one cup of coffee. <laughs> I got out. Yeah. So I went, I went to the lunch and I decided I was just going to be open and transparent about yeah. where I was at. And I shared what I'd done. I shared what I was thinking there was a need in the market for mm-hmm. and what I was planning on, on doing. And we just had this really great connection in the lunch and at the end, he said, well, you have to start somewhere. So it might as well be with us. Why don't you send oh, us a proposal? I love that. And I thought, okay. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I went home right. and I was like, a proposal? Like, like, a proposal. Okay, I'm not a business. I need a business name. I need to re- I probably need to register something. I'm going to have to figure out how That's much so to charge you and how to take money. Like everything just <laughs> happened at once. So I then started putting together a proposal yeah. and coming up with and, and moving through the pieces. <laughs> yeah. And I took on that project and that client is still my client to this day. That's and they are incredible. And I've done very transformative work with them. Some mm-hmm. of the most gratifying work that I've so cool done in my career and that opportunity snowballed into a whole other world of opportunities through referrals and related companies and it just happened in that way because and looking back here's what i understand Mm -hmm. now i was open to receiving i Mm -hmm. was in this really good place i was i was just feeling good and focused on the possibility ahead Mm -hmm. and it came and it happened. Yeah. And I couldn't have planned that. I wouldn't have never thought, okay, my first uh, my first focus is going to be to reach out to construct steel construction companies in the Hamilton area. Right. And it just happened. And yeah. Yeah. And so many times when I look back, I can now understand mm-hmm. 
things coming when I was feeling the best and Mm. I was the most open and how easy it was. And other times when I pushed and how much that burnt me out. So Mm -hmm. I work very differently than I used to in that, except last night I broke my own rule. I have to be (laughs) honest about that. When I'm, when I'm sitting down to do something, I'm very intentional about what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And if I feel myself started starting to get tense mm-hmm. or like drained, mm-hmm. I used to push through mm-hmm. and I used to just be like, no, but I said I was going to do that thing yeah. by the end of the day. Now I back off and I will go for a walk around the block and come back and do it or yeah. grab coffee or do something. sounds like I drink a lot of coffee, but I don't actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but last night I pushed, I'm in the throes of this book launch and I was well, like, and there's yeah. times that that happened, yeah. but I feel it in my body. You don't always be there. Yeah. And then yeah. I, and it, it causes like a constriction mm-hmm. when I push too much like that. And I know that's not opening me up. So I did put myself to bed early last night and got up this morning and did my mindset work and journaled and did all this stuff to get myself ready to speak yeah. to you today. So oh. we're back. You're so I could talk to you for so long. You were so good. So again, I want to highlight a couple of things that you did. One, you just said yes before you were ready. Right. right? Had you waited until you felt quote unquote ready, you would not have a business. You Absolutely. Wouldn't. You would have talked yourself out of it. Well, I need this thing. And I need, especially like marketing brains, right? Well, I need this and I need this and I need this. And it's not perfect. And that, 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 that. like you would do nothing. So one of the hugest, hugest hugest secrets. And there's a couple that you mentioned that are so fire. Start before you're ready. Take the freaking opportunity. Like take someone who's willing to take a chance on you. Like what a gift they gave you to say, well, Oh, hugest gift. I'm the most grateful. Yes. What a gift. Like what a gift to find someone who's also brave. And it's like, what's the worst thing that happens? We pay you and you suck. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know, you don't. So that's good. Um, so you start before you're ready, you align your energetics, right? Like you're so right. When you are in a space where you're feeling good, you are expanded. There's a reason that tension and pushing and being so masculine, like feels restrictive and constrictive because it is, but you can't receive if you're curled in a ball or your energy is curled in a ball. And it's like, Lily can't do this. Like it automatically blocks you from opportunities. So you like, you know, committed to being in your expansive. And I'm like, I always think um, if something feels like eating sand, I'm like, I'm not doing it. I don't care how much money it will make me. Mm-hmm. I don't care how many people tell me it's the right decision. Like if it feels like a mouthful of sand, hard pass, <laughs> not doing it. If it feels like oysters. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing it. If it feels like eating oysters, it's a hard pass. But if it feels like eating, uh, like a big juicy steak, like oh my god, yes, please let me do those things. And those are always the right things, right? Because our bodies never lie; they never lie. They're never wrong. Like it either feels like oysters or it feels like steak. One of the tricky things, though, in the early stages, is mm-hmm. knowing when it's fear that's holding you back from something or it's your intuition intuition telling Mm -hmm. you it's not right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had a couple of experiences early on. I took on a client early on that my intuition was screaming was not (laughs) the right fit. 
but the engagement was sizable and I was thinking about the income and I was thinking, well, probably not going to be that bad. Well, it was that bad. (laughs) It was a real challenge to work with. And it's fine, but it it gave me again, and all of this is important lesson though. Evidence. You're like, you're going to learn all these lessons in small ways. And it's, it's, it's trying to be aware of what you're learning in the moment so that you don't repeat the mistake yeah. again. So if I feel that come up with a client with a, or in a potential client meeting and I think about that feeling, I'm like, Oh, it's that feeling. This is mm. not a fit. And the beautiful thing is I don't have to work with that person if I don't want to. I You're get to say no. <laughs> so yeah, it gives you a lot of freedom yeah. and uh, learning to listen to your intuition and not mistake it mm-hmm. when it's fear, you know, knowing the distinction between fear yeah. and intuition. I find, I find, and this, this may put language to what you're like, how to tell if you're trying to talk yourself into something, you're against your intuition. If you're trying to talk yourself out of something, you're afraid. Does Ooh, that that's make sense? great. Yeah, that's yeah, great. I just made it up. Yeah, I spend a lot of time telling myself time to talk myself into taking that contract. Yeah, and because that's against your intuition. Mm-hmm. I'm literally writing that down right now. <laughs> good job, self. Sound <laughs> down bite for later today. Yeah, right. We're making that a real. So oh, you're just you're very good. There was another thing. Oh, the other thing that you did really, really well. Um, is you have people who speak your name in a room full of opportunities, right? I don't know if you've heard that quote, but it's like, I really, I think it's fine people who speak your name in a room full of opportunities. And it sounds like you have had that for kind of such your inception, like, which is so valuable, right? To have somebody who says, oh, my friend is perfect for this. Oh, let me link you. Oh, let me link you. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you, like, how do people do that? I think some of that comes from investing in relationships in the way that I have. I talk again in the book about always be connecting. I am naturally a connector for other people. Whenever I meet someone new, as I'm talking to them in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking about like, who could I connect them to? Yeah. Not in a way that I'm trying to get something. I was just on a comp or on a um, networking event yesterday. And there was a health coach that's focused on women over 40. And as she was talking about her business, I was like, oh, she needs to meet this other friend of mine who's got this clean skincare line. They are so aligned. These two will totally hit it off. And their business stuff synergies. So I sent off a quick email. I do that kind of stuff all the time. Not because I'm expecting... Yeah, something to come back it. to me from that it just feels natural it feels good to me to help it gives me a little lift and I know that that will come to back to me in some way down the road from some yeah. other some other person will think of me and yeah just and staying top of mind with your network so yeah. and again abundance mindset right it's like oh mm-hmm. let me help you yeah like you know physics right says like uh, essentially what goes around comes around like energy is not created or destroyed right so if you're putting out hey link 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 let me help right and then like that comes back and i have found that it comes back tenfold so if you're putting 
misery and gossip and complaining and like whatever, like, oh, guess what your life is going to look like? <laughs> I can tell you. And if you're putting um, abundance and connection and joy, like, guess what your life is going to look like, right? And it's right. it's so easy to tell like someone's life by what they talk about mm-hmm. and who they're connected to. And it's just... You are so good. I like, where do you find this book? Because I would like to. <laughs> so the book is available on Amazon. It's called Good to Grow, Cultivate Your Mindset and Habits to Thrive as an Entrepreneur. It now. is currently available as a pre-order. And the full release for the paperback is available on September 20th. That's the launch, the official launch day. And I'm offering a pre-order bonus. If you pre-order the Kindle or if you buy it on launch day, you'll get access to a book club where I'm going to guide you through reading the book over the month of November. And you'll get access to a private pop-up Facebook group to network with other readers. You will be joining us on a 90-minute call where it'll be a masterminding component for you to get to meet other people. And you'll get reading prompts throughout the month. So. That that. is my little way of saying thank you if you help support me in my launch. And there's also a free chapter download. If you put the link in the show notes for that as well, you can download download one of the chapters. It's chapter eight on the power of your beliefs, how they're your superpower. And yeah. So if anyone wants to check it out, that's a great way to get a sense of what's in the book. There's lots. Are you working with a publisher? I am. I worked with a publisher called Hasmark International. Hmm. Okay. I may send you an email about how the heck do I get a book deal? <laughs> Everyone I talk to has a book. I'm like, but how do you do it? How do you do it? There's a lot okay. of steps. So yeah. Fun. So fun. Okay. I love this. So where else do people find you? If they're like, oh my gosh, Laura, I want to be in your brain space. Mm-hmm. Where do they go? You can go to my website at www.goodtogrowmarketing.ca and you can find me on the socials, Instagram, Facebook at, I think I'm L Valvasori, sorry, at Good to Grow Marketing on Instagram. And you can find me on LinkedIn as well. I'm a good <laughs> There is, oh, there is so much like juice in this episode. Like what do the young kids say? They have the juice. I don't know. I talk to young people and I'm like, I'm old. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're saying. They're so cute. Um, if you, people forget everything that we just talked about, which I hope they don't. Like, this is an episode that I would listen to twice. Um, what do you want people to remember if they remember nothing else? I just hope that this book inspires them to know what's possible. That if you're not happy in your job or in any other area of your life, that you have the power to create your life. Mantra. Period. Period. You Period. have the power. You create your thoughts. You create your actions. You uh-huh. are in control of creating a life and you can build a life that you love. Yeah. And it's so much easier than people think it is. Well, mm-hmm. it's so much simpler. It's not easy, but it is quite simple. Yes. Hmm. We overcomplicate it. <laughs> oh my gosh, right? We're so good at that. Little little gremlin brains. Oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you so much. So good to grow. It is on Amazon. They have all these awesome, juicy pre-order bonuses. Yes. 
Yes. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Like this was wonderful. Thank you. You were. It was a good way to start the day. Yeah. Agreed. This is like the first thing I'm doing today besides making coffee (laughs) (laughs) and playing fetch with my dog. So this is fabulous. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day.